Hey everyone, welcome to Mariners. Let's worship together. Let's sing to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee, God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before thee, opening to the sun above.
Thank you for joining our service today and for being a part of our online church community. For those of you who are able to join us physically, the invitation will always stand for you to come to any of our locations around Orange County. But for those of you who are prohibited by distance or health limitations, I'm so thankful that we can continue to provide this online experience for you to meet with God each week. We are grateful that because of your generosity, we can continue to provide these services that are designed with you in mind. In this season, as you pray about directing your year-end giving, I want to invite you to join in the work of what God is doing at Mariner's Church. There is so much power when we jump into what God is already doing. And by giving, you are simply partnering with the work He has already established and planned. I want you to experience the joy and freedom of giving. And to do this, all you have to do is text my mariners to the number on your screen. Has God blessed you? Has He been good to you? Well, we give because we've been blessed and I'm excited to see how far His blessing will continue to spread as we partner with God. In a moment, our friend Christine Kane will share this week's message and I want you to know that she is a dynamic preacher and a committed teacher of the Bible. She kicks off our new series, Songs of Christmas, and God is going to speak to you through her in a powerful way. But before we get to the message, I want to take a moment to acknowledge and to pray for those of you who are struggling right now with challenges regarding your mental health. For those of you struggling with anxiety, depression, addiction, PTSD, I want you to know that you are not alone, and especially in this season of Christmas, be reminded that our God is with us, Emmanuel, and He speaks life over you, and He has called you His daughter and His son. You are made in His image. If you would like to receive prayer or would like to be connected to any of our in-person or virtual support groups, please remember that you are not alone. Do not hesitate and text CARE to the number that you see below. And for those of you who are able to gather with us in person on December the 7th at 7 p.m., there is a special service called Blue Christmas. And this is for those of you who are in this struggle, where a season of so much joy and hope actually rep represents sadness for you. So this is for you to gather, to acknowledge the pain and the lament of this season, but also to be pointed towards Jesus, to be reminded of the hope that we have in Him who is God with us. Let's pray that God would meet us in this time. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you that you are God who did not stand at a distance, but you are God with us. You sent your only son, Jesus, to live amongst us. And Jesus, you became acquainted with our pain, with our sorrow, with our struggle. The Bible says that you wept. And God, we thank you that because you know our world, you have such compassion for where we are at right now, God. So would you be with those who are struggling right now? Would you meet us where we are? Would you remind us of the hope that we have in you? Would you move and speak now? We invite your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And now let's hear this week's message by Christine Kane. I pray your heart is awakened to the reality of God's amazing love. Hey Church, Chris Kane here. I am so honored and privileged to be right there in your home. Perhaps you're watching me on the treadmill. Perhaps you're going for a walk. I just hope you're not driving. That's what I really hope. But I am so grateful to be worshiping with you, my Mariner's extended family. My husband Nick and I so love Pastor Eric and Kay. And it's just such a privilege to be kicking off this great, great series, The Songs of Christmas. Listen, after 2020, there is no doubt we all need to do some singing. We all need some joy and we all need a song to finish this year strong. And I love this. In the Gospel accounts, we have four songs of people celebrating and singing after they had learned the amazing news that our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, was going to come into the world. And today we're going to kick off with Mary's song. And I particularly 
love this one. And so I want you to turn with me in the scripture and you can do it on, you can do it on a computer, on a phone or good old fashioned Bible, which is what I use. And we're going to go to Luke's account. I love Dr. Luke's account of this whole story. And of course, God has been silent for 400 years and we're about to turn the pages of scripture into the New Testament. After 400 years of silence, we have an angel of the Lord first appearing to Zechariah in Luke chapter one, and then another angel of the Lord appearing to a teenage girl, Mary, in chapter two. So we know we're up for something exciting. We know that after 400 years of silence, two angels of the Lord appear right there in chapter one and chapter two of the gospel of Luke. And so God is wanting to get our attention. And I pray today that God grabs our attention. I pray today that the same passion that Mary had for bringing forth God to her generation would be the passion that we as Mariners Church would have, that we during this Advent season would be refreshed and renewed and rediscover once again the wonder of what it is to carry God to our generation, you and I are carriers of God. We are filled with the Spirit of God. If we've been saved, born again, the Spirit of God in the Scripture, in the book of Ephesians, it says that we've been sealed until that day of redemption with the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives on the inside of you and lives on the inside of me. And God has sent us full of His Spirit into a lost and a broken world that we too would proclaim this good news of great joy for all people. There is no plan B. You and I are God's plan A. And I pray that I can show you from Scripture today that the natural response to knowing that you get to carry God to your generation is that you would burst forth in song, that joy would come forth. I know 2020 has been hard. It has been a year just fraught with so much challenge. And for so many people, it's, there's been so much loss. There's been so much grief. There's just been so many things put on hold, so many disappointments so much discouragement, so much disillusionment. But I want to remind us again that as the church of Jesus Christ, we've been commissioned by God to carry God to our generation. And the result of that is that a song of joy would well up from the inside of us and it would come forth from us and bring hope to a lost and a broken world. So with that in mind, you can tell I'm already fired up. And listen, if you're in bed watching this today and you know, you're know you eating your Cheerios, I'm going to get you out of there and fired up because there is no better message than this message today. So we're going to go Luke chapter one, verse 26. Now this is going to be a lot of Bible today. And so if you have fallen behind in your Bible reading plan this year, I'm about to catch you up. You're about to catch up and you'll finish the year strong and you would have done your one year Bible reading plan. The Bible says in the book of Luke chapter one, verse 26, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favoured one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. He goes on and says, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be? Did you fail your biology class? No, I, I just added that in it. It says, how will this be? Since I am a virgin, apparently it meant the same thing then as it does today. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her, just a normal average day. Now we're getting into the song. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country 
to a town in Judah and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leapt in her womb. You get girls together that are pregnant and lots of action is happening. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she explained with a loud cry, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour, for He has looked on the humble estate of His servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Well, that's come to pass. We're doing that today. For He who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is His name. And His mercy is for those who fear Him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with His arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. I don't know how you could get a more exciting passage of Scripture. Mary is visited by an angel. She is given a commission to carry Jesus, to carry God incarnate, to bring forth the Saviour of the earth into the world. And her response to this commission from the angel of the Lord is one of song, is one of delight, is one of joy. And church today, my hope is that as we again remember that as sons and daughters of the King, filled with the Spirit of God, commissioned by God Himself to go into all the world and make disciples, that even in 2020, a year of such challenge, a year of such struggle for many, a year of such disappointments for many. We're going to find our wonder again. We're going to find our delight again. We're going to find our song again. We are going to finish 2020 with a song of joy and a song of hope. The first thing we see from this text, the angel of the Lord came to Mary. There was nothing apparently unusual about this young woman. He came to an ordinary girl that was getting ready for a wedding day. I mean, she was just an ordinary girl. And the thing that I have discovered, church, is that God is always willing to use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. In fact, God can only ever use ordinary people because there are no other kinds of people. We are all ordinary in comparison to God. God is the one that is great. God is the one that is mighty. God is the one that is glorious. In comparison, all of us are ordinary. So what am I trying to say today, church? I'm trying to say that God is looking for ordinary people who are willing to encounter an extraordinary God and allow that extraordinary God to use him for his, to use them for his extraordinary purpose. Mary was just an ordinary girl. An ordinary girl invited to carry God to her generation. And you and I as sons and daughters of the king, we have been invited to the same thing. You and I are who God is using in 2020, in the 21st century and throughout church history to carry Him into our world, to proclaim the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This news, especially during Christmas, this is good news, full of great joy and it's for all people. And God has commissioned us ordinary mere mortals to proclaim this great news. Our world needs good news, church. After 2020, our world desperately needs good news. Our world needs an eternal hope. Our world needs to know that there is a God that loves them, a God that came from heaven to earth, died on a cross and rose again for each and every one of our sins. A God that gives us a second chance, a God that gives us a new life, a God that gives us hope, a God that gives us purpose in a world that has been shattered this year. They need good news, full of great joy, and for it to be for all people. And God is only going to use ordinary people to do that. I, I remember when I felt this sense that I was going to, you know, be used by God. I said, God, use me. I didn't think at first He could use someone like me. I'm the girl. I was born in Sydney, Australia. In case you're wondering where this accent is from, I know most of you are watching Crown Season 4. That's how the British speak. This is how the real Australians speak. This is the really, uh, the kind of refined 
English accent. But here you go. In the midst of that, I was born in Sydney, Australia. At 33 years old, I found out that I had been left unnamed and unwanted in a hospital in Sydney at Crown Street Women's Hospital. I, I don't know to this day who my biological mother or my biological father are, but imagine growing up for 33 years thinking that your parents were your parents, thinking that your birth certificate was your birth certificate. At 33, I got a birth certificate that was actually my original one that I didn't even know. And on that birth certificate was simply typed in where it says child's name, it said unnamed number 2508 of 1966. I was left in a hospital unnamed. I was just a number. I, I grew up in the poorest zip code in my state, in government housing, the daughter of immigrants, very marginalized because of my ethnicity, because of my gender. And for many, many years of my life, I was the victim of, of sexual abuse. And so I was so full of shame. I was so full of guilt. I was so full of condemnation. I never thought God could use someone like me, a kid left in a hospital unnamed and unwanted, a young woman that had been abused, that was marginalised because of her ethnicity. But I've got good news for you today, that over 30 years ago, I encountered the reality of a life transforming relationship with Jesus Christ. And today, by the grace of God, I have an amazing husband I've been married to for almost 25 years. We've got two daughters, almost 19 and 15, and we have the the privilege to operate a, a global anti-trafficking organization with uh, offices in 18 countries of the world, helping to reach, rescue and restore the victims of human trafficking, seeing uh, traffickers prosecuted and put in jail and seeing large scale awareness programs all over the world, helping to resource women to fulfill their passion, their purpose and their potential all over the world. Who would have thought that God could do something with a girl that was left in a hospital, unnamed, unwanted, abused, adopted. But I'm here to tell you that our God is an amazing God. He can take nobodies and turn them into somebodies that your history does not need to define your destiny. I'm here to remind you this morning, church, that you are not too far gone for God to be able to use you. You're not too anything. You're not too, you know, so many times society says you can't do something because you're not smart enough. You're not gifted enough. You're not talented enough. You're not thin enough. You're not enough. But I want you to know that in Christ, you are more than enough. And God has only ever used ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And you could be just the person that God wants to use to do something amazing out. He came to an ordinary woman, Mary, a teenage girl getting ready for her wedding day. So the angel of the Lord, twice he says to her, both in verse 28 and verse 30, he says, Mary, you have found favour with God. Mary, you are highly favoured. Now, if this was me on the eve of my wedding and someone came and said, hey, Chris, you're favoured, you're highly favoured, I would be thinking, I've got my own reality TV show. I'm going to say yes to the dress. They're going to pay for all of my wedding. They're going to pay for all of my uh, honeymoon. This is going to be awesome. But that's not what the angel of the Lord was talking about. Oftentimes we think favour is for status, but I'm here to tell you, church, that we see from Scripture that favour is for service, not for status. That the angel of the Lord came to her and said, you are highly favoured, but he is about to interrupt her plans with his purpose. And in order for God to do something awesome in and through our lives, we must be willing as children of the Lord to allow God to interrupt our plans with his purpose. You know, everything that the Lord's allowed me to do and my husband and I to do together, we were on our way to somewhere else and God interrupted our plans with His purpose. I remember even when we started A21 and it has been amazing, the story, almost 15 years, what the Lord has done has been incredible. But when we started, I wasn't planning on starting it. In fact, I didn't even know that human trafficking existed. I was at an airport in Thessaloniki, Greece. I saw some posters of some missing children and women. And I went on to find out that these were the alleged victims of human trafficking. And then God gave me an invitation, which is what He does. He invited me to step into this and I felt so overwhelmed. I didn't feel like I was good enough. I didn't feel like I was smart enough. I didn't feel like I was talented enough. I didn't know enough about this subject. I had no idea how I would raise awareness about it. But 
God is looking for ability, for availability, not ability. God is the one that is extraordinary. We are the ones that are ordinary, but He says, I will place my favour upon you. And that favour is for service, not for status. And in a society that just esteems status and position and title, we see here that God comes to a very humble servant and He makes her name great because God honours humility. The Scripture says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and in due season, God will lift you up. So in this case, He's saying, are you willing to have your plans interrupted with my purpose? And I wonder, as we're coming to the tail end of this year and going into a new year, church, are we willing to allow God to interrupt our plans with His purpose? Listen, the good thing about 2020 is we've all gotten good with interruptions. We all had our plans. We all thought the year was going to go a certain way. I mean, this was 2020, the year of 2020 vision. Remember that? And God interrupted or allowed interruptions to come to place. And the fact is now that we've gotten good with interruptions, how about we open our hearts going into 2021 and say, Lord, you can do what you want with my life. But he reminded you that he was about to mess up her plans with his purpose. And then the angel of the Lord says to her, Mary, fear not. Now y'all, you gotta understand, this is not like some little cherub just like playing a little harp. This is a thumping big angel. The very fact that she didn't drop down dead when the angel of the Lord turned up, that was a shock enough to me that the angel of the Lord came. And he says, fear not, fear not. And I mean, like, basically you could tell that Dr. Luke is writing this because it's like so understated. You know, the God of the universe, the God that flung the stars and the moon and everything into existence, that God, was about to fill her womb. Now, I would be freaking out. Some of us have had 10 pound babies, but this is the God of the universe is about to get into her womb. And the angel of the Lord says, fear not. The fact is that he understood that fear is what cripples us. Fear is what paralyzes us. Fear is what has gripped us in 2020. So many of us have been rehearsing things throughout this year. We're like, what if, what if, what if, what if? And we play out scenarios. If I do this, what, if hap what will happen? What will happen? But what we need to do if we're going to step into the purpose of God and carry God to our generation, church, then we need to develop an even if faith, not a what if faith. And even if faith is the faith of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who they stood before the king and they said, you know what? Our God is able to save us. But even if He doesn't, we will not bow down to you. We still stay, shall stay steadfast and immovable. And we will honour our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords. So many of us, fear has crippled us, fear has paralysed us, fear has caused us to step back. So the angel of the Lord knew that don't fear, Mary, don't fear. I, I remember when I first started A21, before I started, I, I had this sense like, what if? I'm like, God, I can't do this. I, I'm I like, at the time I lived in Sydney, this was Greece. I'm like, Greece is really far from Sydney. And you know, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I had just given birth to my second child. I was 40 years old. Listen, if you give birth to a kid at 40, you want a purple heart. You are not looking to start something new. I, I'm like, Lord, I, I, you know, the Greek economy is, is just on the verge of, this was in 2007. And you know, since then we bankrupted the planet, but it was on the verge of collapse at the time. There was just so much corruption in so many of the different institutions in that nation. And I thought there were no laws protecting the victims of human trafficking. There was no laws in place where we could prosecute traffickers. And so there needed to be an upheaval of the entire system. And I thought this is impossible. There is no way this can happen. And this is run by Russian and Albanian mafia and they kill people, they kill people. But I had to have this sense of fear not. I know you, you don't understand and I know you don't know how, but you don't need to because you know God. And if you know the who, the who will work out the how. So, so many of us, as we come into the tail end of this year and we step into next year, we need to stop playing out all the what ifs because our fear is crippling and paralyzing us. And we need to have an even if faith that says, I know that my God's going to come through. And you know what? Even if He doesn't, I'm not going to bow down. I'm going to continue to serve Him. I'm going to continue to honor Him. And it's so interesting. You and I have to make a decision like Mary did. We have to make what we do know about God bigger than what we do not know about the future. And we know that our God is good. We know that our God does good. We know that our God will work all things together for our good and for His glory. 
So we have to trust God. It's an issue of trusting God. And I love that because the assignment that the angel gives her, it's not difficult, church. It's impossible. I don't know about you. And I know I was educated in Australia and most of you are here in North America. But the issue is we learned in biology that it is scientifically impossible, biologically impossible to be a pregnant virgin. I remind my daughter of that all the time. Don't come home and try this at home. I do believe in an immaculate conception, but I believe there was only ever one in the history of humanity. And I'm never going to believe this for anything else. It's impossible. What the Lord is asking us to do in our generation, it's not difficult. It is impossible because unless it's impossible, you don't need God. If you can do it yourself, then it's just got your own energy in it, not the energy of God. If you can resource it, if you can manage it, if you can do it, you don't need God. So oftentimes God waits until it's impossible so that you know that it will be God. So the fact is, Mary couldn't do this in her natural strength. And not only that, her cousin, Elizabeth, who was old and barren. So I want you to catch this church. Mary was young and fertile. Elizabeth was old and barren. So it doesn't matter if you feel like it's too late, you're too old, it's all over. Or whether you think you are young and gifted and you've got it all. To do the God thing, you need God. It doesn't matter if you're old and barren or young and fertile. If you can do it in your own strength, that's not God. If it's impossible to happen, you need God. We all need God to do the God thing. We all need the strength of God. We all need the power of God. And the angel of the Lord says, oh, you've got to understand nothing is impossible with God. And church, I wanna remind you today, wherever you are watching me, thank you for letting me into your living room, your lounge room, wherever you might be. But I wanna remind you, impossible is where God starts. There is nothing that's impossible with God. There is not one problem that God cannot solve. There is not one person that is too hard for God to save. There is no mountain that is too big for God to move. There is no disease that God cannot heal. There is no heart that God cannot mend. There is no relationship that God cannot restore. There is no need that God cannot meet. There is nothing that my God cannot do. That's true. As we come into the tail end of 2020 and we're going into 2021, I want to stir up that gift of faith on the inside of you and remind you according to the Word of God that nothing is impossible with God. Dream again, believe again, hope again. Nothing is impossible with God. And then Mary, she says, let it be to me according to thy word. I love it in the NET version because the Bible says, and Mary said, yes. I wonder how long it was between verse 37 and verse 38. I wonder how long that gap was between nothing is impossible and she says, yes. And I'm praying today that there's going to be some yeses to God. That the Lord's asking you to step out in faith for the glory of, for His glory and for the expansion of His kingdom and that we will be a church that says yes to God, that says yes to the invitation to carry God throughout our everyday life into our spheres of influence and proclaim the great news. And so we go on and she goes to Elizabeth. The song's coming. You've been wondering all day. Chris, you talked about a song. Oh yeah, I had to give you the background to get to the song. Because when you know you're going to be a God carrier, you start to sing. When you know you're going to be a God carrier, you're full of joy regardless of what is going on around you. Now for Mary to say, yes, this was going to come at a great cost. I mean, she had to go and tell her fiance and he knew what they hadn't done. And she's got to say, hey, Joe, it was an angel. Now, you know what? I'm not sure any guy is going to go for that. He knew what they had not done. She had to tell her parents that I'm pregnant and it was an angel. She had to basically go to her community and, and she would have been ostracized. I mean, a woman literally could be stoned to death in these days for being pregnant outside of wedlock. It would bring great shame and great humiliation to her family. And I'm sure throughout her whole life, she carried that. There would have been people from the village and people from around that just thought, you know what, uh, you, you were an immoral woman. For her saying yes to God was going to cost her something. It could have cost her her relationship. It could have cost her uh, her status in society. It was going to cost something, but it brought 
forth a song out of her heart. I wanna say as we go into 2021, my prayer is as a church that as we carry God to our generation, a song is gonna flow from our heart. And you know what, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how many challenges we have, that there is a song in our heart. She goes to Mary, her mentor. Mary is so overjoyed and she instantly, the Bible says she's filled with the Spirit. and She begins to prophesy right there over Mary and Mary breaks out in a song and it's called the Magnificent. They've been singing this in Latin in the church since the sixth century. And you know what? The fact is it's called the Magnificant because the first word is magnify the Lord. And I pray in this first song, as we kick off this series, that we would be a people that would magnify the Lord. We would make God bigger than what happened in 2020. We would make God bigger than our pain. We would make God bigger than our loss. We would make God bigger than our offences. We would make God bigger than our disappointments. We would make God bigger than our misunderstandings. We would make the goodness and the greatness and the faithfulness of our God bigger than anything else. She begins to sing and magnify the Lord. Her whole life has just been upended. Everything has changed. And she is delighted that she's gonna carry God to her generation. Would we be a people that does the same thing? I mean, how could she not be overjoyed? She says, the Lord, the Lord has blessed this humble servant because God can do amazing things when we don't seek glory, but we seek humility. God can use us mightily. I mean, God was about to change the course of humanity. The child she carries in her womb is gonna make an atonement for the whole world. She births him. She's gonna be there at his birth. She's gonna be at the foot of the cross when Jesus is crucified. She would know him as Saviour. And she says, the Lord has poured out his mercy upon me. She sees all of these actions of God towards her as an act of mercy and she begins to sing. In verse 46, she makes God bigger, she magnifies Him. Verse 47, she delights in God. In verse 48, she talks about being humble, humility and a lowliness of heart. God honours, God loves. We need to be a people that seek humility and not glory. And we understand, she says, for henceforth many generations will call me blessed. We're doing that today, church, right here. We are doing that. And all throughout this song, Mary knows Scripture. Mary has stored up Scripture in her heart. She references the law. She references the prophets. She references the Psalms, the Abraham. Abrahamic covenant, the Davidic covenant. She knows scripture. God can use people that have the word of God deep on the inside of us. And you know what? This song is particular and universal to all believers. God is forming His Son in Mary and God is conforming us to the image of His Son. Mary carried God to her world and you and I are God carriers to our world. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 to 9 says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Mary was called blessed and my prayer is that you and I, the generations, both natural and spiritual that come up after us shall call us blessed. We sing with joy because the Lord's mercy is for us too. For those of us who dare to be humble, we don't deserve anything, but God gave us everything in Jesus. God is merciful to us. You know, He withholds the justice that we deserve as sinners and He gives us grace. He is merciful, Scripture says, from generation to generation. So because of that, we sing. Because of that, we rejoice. Because of that, we delight. Church, this is good. Good news. This is full of great joy. And this message is for all people. Let's take it out into the streets, into our spheres, into our world. Let's proclaim that Jesus Christ alone has given us forgiveness for our past, a brand new life today and a hope for the future. This is great news.
Love's like a hurricane. I am a tree. I'm bending beneath the weight of His wind and mercy. What a beautiful promise and reminder that our God loves us unconditionally, unequivocally and totally. Would you allow me to just pray a blessing over all of us as we go out into our week this week? So if you're comfortable, just put your hands out to the Lord. And the scripture says in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Church, let's have a great week in Jesus' name.